Hi, I'm Jonathan Jackson. And I'm Justin Schwebler. Welcome to the C. Charleston Podcast. It's been a while since we've done an episode, so we've been spending the last 20 minutes figuring out how the recording equipment worked again. So what what happened in the last year and a half, Jonathan? I don't know. I, um, was there a 2020? I felt like it was manifest or something. I jumped ahead a year, and, yeah. and all of a sudden it was busy again. And so we decided to start recording. We noticed that a lot of you have been downloading episodes. And we thought, oh, yeah, maybe we should get back to that. People care. People do care. And so we were decided that uh, since Charleston went from zero to 2,000 miles an hour in about three days in March of this year, uh, that we do an episode. We're going to do breakfast today, but we also wanted to cover some other stuff that we've noticed over the last year. I think you said that the, vis- uh, the visitation of the museum houses has been up. Yeah, it's, it's been absolutely crazy. Um, basically, since kind of the vaccine rollout in May, we've been surpassing all of our 2019 numbers, even, um, kind of weekly, daily numbers at the, at the houses. So, you know, people are coming back to the city. Um, everything is booming. East Bay Street is crawling with tourists. Um, you know, it's basically like an Instagram photo shoot session out there. Every day. Um, so yeah, which is good. It's good for the city. You know, we had a really uh, hard year, especially in a city that's, you know, funded primarily through tourism dollars, as you well know. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's good to have people back, but there's definitely been some uh, readjustment pains. I think. Without a doubt, yeah, we we've noticed that the volume this year has just been crazy. And for both of us who have been in Charleston for a while, I've been here my whole life, and I've been a guide for 26 years now. And to see the volume of people just walking down East Bay Street on a Saturday is just insane. Yeah. And as Justin mentioned, Instagram. And so we wanted to cover a couple of things. Um, so we've done a few episodes, and the, a lot of you have downloaded those. And something we've never really covered, because it never really been that big of a necessity. But mm-hmm. now, I know that when clients call me and they're like, oh, we're thinking about coming to Charleston in a month. And I'm like, make your reservations for restaurants yeah. now. Now. Yesterday. Now. And they're like, oh, we're real casual. I'm like, mm, no, it's not going to work. You have to do it now. You have to be at least, I'd say, three weeks to a month out on your mm-hmm. reservations. Some don't take reservations over a month, but please don't come to Charleston as if the city was waiting for you to show up. I've seen that yeah. a lot over the last month. And a lot of places now, and I think justifiably <clears throat> so, have started to charge people for canceled reservations or when you, for no-shows. You know, yeah. so if you if you put in a reservation, make sure that you know you intend on being there at that time. Otherwise, you might find yourself with a little surcharge on your credit card. I've noticed that too, and it's, yeah. and it's and I've noticed that it's because and this is another don't do because I think when some I've got to kind of warn people about is I know that in New York concierges will have reservations in their pocket, and so they can just hand those out. Charleston's not that big, and so if a reservation is being held in a pocket by a concierge, that concierge is going to be cut off by those restaurants, and they will get no help in the future. So don't think that the reservations are just going to be there in the concierge's hand to just hand out to you. They're, they're not, um, so they're gone, and they're, there's no way that they can get them. So um, it's, I, I watched one of my friends who's a concierge the other day. He, he is capable of saying things that other ones are not and so I remember somebody coming up going we're thinking about going to Huss tonight and he went that's not going to happen moving on what's your next choice <laughs> and I just died laughing I was like only he could get away with that yeah. uh, but he was he saved himself hours of trouble uh, in that case so if you want to go to those restaurants plan in advance and I know people think you're casual but unless you're going to a like a Rodney Scott's barbecue or counter service type place make a reservation if yep. you're going for lunch make a reservation anywhere you can make a reservation do it because 
you're going to be waiting. Yeah, and a lot of the hotspots aren't even accepting reservations anymore. Mm -hmm. um, my wife and I tried to get a 167 RAW this weekend, and you know we we hadn't been since they were on East Bay Street, so we just wanted to try and go check out the new location. Got there at probably like quarter after six, so you know not even in kind of the peak dinner rush, and they had a three hour wait. So you know, I've, gotta, I've, you know, I've heard as high as five. Yeah, coming out definitely there. plan ahead, like Jonathan said, make your reservations when you can, and uh, have a backup. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt, but only make one reservation because you'd just be keeping somebody yeah. else from getting exactly. getting a reservation somewhere. If you're, I've, I've seen that too. I've seen groups of five come in like, oh, we all have a dinner reservation for all of us tonight, and I'm like, yeah. So you're taking up five reservations that mm -hmm. four of the groups could have used, and the restaurant could have used. Uh, so it costs everybody that way. And, Restaurants are struggling right now, and, and they're having a hard time getting staff back, so it's been kind of crazy. And as we transitioned into breakfast, which we decided we were going to do, it reminded me, um, I had customers that went to Miller's at 11 o'clock on mm. a Sunday, yeah, and they said luck. it was a two-and-a-half-hour wait. Yeah. And so, you know, that's a counter-service restaurant. Well, actually, it's a sit-down, but, I mean, there's no reservations, so you just got to show up at Miller's and... Yeah. There's there's a line at Miller's every morning during the week too. I mean it's you know especially during the tourism season it's just kind of the hot spot on Lower King Street and so it's near the kind of the hotel district and shopping and everything so it's a natural kind of easy brunch location so it gets a lot of traffic and it is I would say probably the best breakfast in the city of Charleston. So that's a hard phrase. Uh, yeah, breakfast. I mean it's a it's a tough list and I'm sure we're going to crack into it here. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, it's it's definitely up there. It's I've, a, I've never left disappointed. No, and to, to give you some background on Miller's, uh, Miller's All Day is located nearly at the intersection of King and Broad, and it's in an old pharmacy, which they've kind of gone retro with their look there, mm -hmm. and it's partially owned by Greg Johnsman of Marshan Mill, uh, which was formerly Geechee Boy <clears throat> Mill, and Greg probably grows 50% or more of the grits that are milled and eaten in the city of Charleston out on Edison Island, where he has a little farm shop. He's immensely popular. Um, and he grows all sorts of heirloom grains of corn, red peels, red peas. Um, he packages the rice for Quadabon Farms. Um, so he's got a lot of heirloom grains. So you can check out his website, Marshan Mills. But that means the grits are going to be on point. And on the Instagram note right now, they've got those unicorn grits, which is unicorn <laughs> is a type of corn that is pink. And so uh, they've been on Instagram for like, what, nine months to a year now. Uh, everybody's Instagramming pink grits. And so you kind of see them now and you're just like oh god again yeah. <laughs> um and then next uh restaurant i would think of would be big bad big bad breakfast yeah we went well, the other I, I hadn't been there before we went a couple months ago um it was very good i was impressed especially on kind of such a high volume traffic street i mean it's on kind of the middle of upper meeting street which is a kind of a faster section more of a go-through uh, it's not part of town, it. right? Yeah, um, but you know that's where a lot of the new hotels and stuff are dropping in. So it'll probably be you know one of the closer stop offs for people when they're coming into town, especially over the next year or two. Especially if you're staying on the upper uh, above Calhoun Street uh, yeah. area, then that's a great spot to go for breakfast. And I think Big Bad Breakfast also they've got that uh, pepper mash bacon, uh, mm -hmm. and that was really good. that was really good. And also their pancakes are on target yeah. so it's it's a great kind of a diner style sort of breakfast is. and they have a nice outdoor area too and they're part of the Hakus restaurant group which uh owns part of rodney scott's barbecue and 
They just opened up a new spot, which we haven't been to yet, but I'm dying to try, which is Hero Donuts on California. Oh, yeah. So I've heard good things, but I haven't made it yet. They've only been open about six yeah, or seven long. days now. Yeah. Um, so that if you're into the donuts, uh, there's that. And then the only other donut, Glaze went under closed during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the only other one is Baked uh, for Donuts, which is B-K-E-D. And that's Kayla and Chris Guerra, um, who actually are in the Caroline over by the baseball stadium. Mm. And so they've got some killer ones over there. They've got a, a donut there with all kinds of different post cereals on it. <laughs> and so that's, and it's done with cereal milk. So that's it's, uh, they got some good ones over there. And then what else you got? There's Kelly's Hot Biscuits on uh, King Street, which is a classic kind of home style Southern biscuit um, restaurant. I mean, it, hard calling it a restaurant it's more of like a a narrow little walk-in counter you're definitely taking your food to go there yeah but um great breakfast sandwiches um and the biscuits themselves are absolutely killer unbelievably good you know go in get a couple of biscuit sandwiches and then buy the book so you can learn how to make them at home (laughs) because you're gonna want to and and pro tip you can know a little bit of you can order everything from their app so you can order Mm -hmm. everything from their app or go online and order it. That's what I would do. Um, Cali's has a line of an hour uh, for right. counter service uh, sometimes. So um, I would definitely order from the app. And then um, on the biscuits, I forgot uh, Vicious. Mm-hmm. A vicious Biscuit, which is over at Mount Pleasant, but is insane. I haven't been there in a while. Oh, Probably they, pre-pandemic. They have one called the Flamethrower, which is Nashville <laughs> hot chicken on a jalapeno biscuit oh. with cheddar cheese, sawmill gravy, and like... A pepper cheese sauce yeah, under something. More. So yeah. it's um, when you look at it, you're like, I'm gonna die, <laughs> and then you clear the plate. Yeah. So, Lights you up for the morning. Yeah, it's um, they got some really good biscuits over there, so that's a great spot to go to. And of course, one that we really, I think, both really like this out of the way is Daps. Yeah, Daps is that's probably been one of my, my most consistent breakfast spots. Um, it's up. Uh, I guess, is that Hampton Park Terrace? I guess so. It's Hampton Park Terrace, yeah. yeah. So it's just above the Crosstown, uh, which is kind of the main uh, north-south artery across the middle of the peninsula. Um, so as you get up there, it's more of a residential area, not really a tourism spot. But if you're looking for, you know, kind of a nice, you know, neighborhood feel for a kind of smaller breakfast spot that has some kind of funkier mixes to it, um, it's a great spot. They have good breakfast cocktails, you know, lots of kombuchas and stuff, great coffee, um, and the food is excellent. And that chorizo sausage chorizo sandwich is, they've got is oh, incredibly good. So they, they've got a lot of great stuff going on over at Dabs. Uh, so, and unfortunately, I don't think we mentioned a single place that takes reservations. <laughs> so all yeah. of those places, yeah. uh, breakfast is, <clears throat> you get what you get. I mean, I think yeah. last Saturday I went over to Sullivan's and I saw a line that went out of Vicious and down Coleman Boulevard on foot, um, people waiting to get into Vicious Biscuit. And so when I saw that, I was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. And also Miller's is opening a second locale on James Island. Yeah, I didn't know that. So they're going to be opening up a second location on James Island. So if you're headed out to Folly, then you'll have that out there. And um, going out towards Folly, oh. Yeah, there's uh, Sweetwater. Uh, Sweetwater. Breakfast is a classic. I mean, that's kind of a stereotypical mom-and-pop breakfast diner. Um, they've always had good food and good service out there, too. And one of our favorites. 
Baguette magic. Baguette magic. (laughs) I'm glad I moved off James Island (laughs) because it became a bad habit (laughs) for me to stop there on my way to work every day. And it's on the right side of the road when you're leaving James Island. It was too easy. It was just right there. They got always good ample parking there. I saved thousands of dollars a year (laughs) by (laughs) moving into West Ashley. And baguette magic is pretty much what it sounds like. They take baguettes and they make these really creative breakfast sandwiches out of them. They're very high-end gourmet, but not expensive. And so that's a great place for going out that way. And then out on Folly, um, Lost Dog. Yeah. The Lost Dog Cafe out on Folly Beach is is excellent. There's not a lot of good breakfast on the islands. Yeah, Folly's um, tough. Folly's tough. And just fair warning, I don't know if anybody else had this problem when I went to Lost Dog I assumed it would be like pictures you know it would be breakfast and I got more than I expected for breakfast but I always thought that the theme of Lost Dog was going to be people who've lost their dogs and found them but it isn't it's people whose dogs have died and oh, posted gosh. them on the wall and so <laughs> you're in there eating breakfast and you're like god this is horribly sad you know? <laughs> just crying over your eggs <laughs> you're like he lost that dog that dog was terrific looking <laughs> um, it's, so it's, it's kind of a Different vibe, I think, than you would expect going in there. I think everybody's like, mm-hmm. "Oh, Lost Dog is gonna be like a, you know, kind of a funny <laughs> thing." Like, it's not funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> the food is excellent, but but it's not funny at all. Uh, we do have a little diner in West Ashley. Um, early, early bird. It's our yeah. early bird diner. Pretty good chicken and waffles. That's kind of become our new standard weekend stop. You know, they're they're open nice and early, um, which is good for us because we like to to beat the rush, um, and then. Uh, yeah, kind of the same thing, classic kind of dirty diner, dirty spoon, or greasy spoon, I guess, um, breakfast <laughs> joint. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of a standard, solid American breakfast. Um, and then there's, um, what's the uh, uh, biscuit plate? Uh, the Black. bread. Oh, gosh. Normandy Farms? No. Well, Normandy is also a Yeah, Normandy's a got the Riales. Yeah, and they're spread around all over. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, they used to be. They used to be on Creek. Spring Street. Wildflower. Wildflower. Gosh, thank you. Wildflower. Yeah. <laughs> yes, son, yes. Sundays, drive to West Ashley, go to Wildflower Pastry, and get the sticky buns. Mm. And then buy some of the photographs hanging on the on the left wall. <laughs> yeah. The, the, uh, those are mine. And they've been there for a long time. Some of them. I'd like to thank Lauren for keeping them there. <laughs> yeah. And Wildflower is the that's some of the best pastry in the city of Charleston. Yeah. Their pastry and their breakfast quiches. Um, and their tomato pies are out of this world. Yeah. And there, there's some really good stuff over West Ashley for breakfast. I really considered what a hot spot it's become because we have Black Magic Cafe over on 61 now, which mm-hmm. is pretty good too. Um, so there's a lot of good options over there. On your friends at a, a Broom Wagon Coffee. Yeah. That's also a great now spot. Now it's Second State. Yeah. And so they do some really good waffles over there. Um, they do a prosciutto, an arugula waffle. They do a... Um, a peanut butter banana waffle. Um, so they have a bunch of really good ones over there. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to think there's another restaurant I was thinking about that just went in out. Oh, Handy and Hot, uh, the new place that Vivian yeah. Howard opened up. I still haven't been there. Um, she's doing some pretty cool stuff there. They have hand pies, including tomato pies. What was that called again? Handy and Hot. Handy and Hot. Yeah, okay. that's a Google search. <laughs> and, Do um, that in incognito. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and... That, they've got hand pies, so they have tomato, applejack, and then they have a cheeseburger one. And then the really cool thing... They're We're going to get demonetized. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Keep going down. We're demonetized. <laughs> um, we the, make tens of cents off this. The cool thing about Handy and Hot was they actually had Shui Wang from 
Jackrabbit Philly make a filling for the hand pies. So they mm. did a Szechuan pork one. Oh. That was unbelievable. And they've got some really odd biscuits, like grapeseed uh, mustard with uh, smoked sausage and things like that. Um, apple cheddar ham. Mm. Uh, so that's a pretty good spot. It's in the bottom of the Renaissance Hotel on Whitworth Street. It's run by Vivian Howard, who's out of uh, Lenore, North Carolina. Uh, uh, so okay. a farmer and the chef, James Beard Ward, yeah. which reminds me, Big Bad Breakfast is actually John Currents out of Oxford, Mississippi. And so another James Beard Award winner. So breakfast has gotten better. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, a lot of, we, that's kind of a, a hot mix of kind of sit down places and cafes. Um, and another few more of the kind of cafe bakeries um, that I think are really excellent. Uh, kind of right in the, the urban core is uh, Babas on Cannon. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Um, there's Harbinger and Herald um, cafes. Those are two different ones owned by the same group. Harkin. Harkin, or Harkin and yeah, Harold. Harkin and Harbinger. Uh, Harbinger and, and Harkin. Harkin, not Harold. <laughs> Harold yeah, can get Harold's out of here. Cabin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then Gnome. Gnome's also really Gnome, good. I forgot about them too. Yeah. And yeah. they have some really good um, vegetarian and vegan breakfast options too, if that um, if that's is yeah, what you're looking for. Yeah. for. And something else about breakfast we really, really have to cover is I, I've seen this too, so like I, I have. My primary client is probably Bill Mullen Charleston Place, who has a Palmetto Cafe in the bottom, which is a very good breakfast place. It's primarily for the guests in the hotel. But they'll come down, and they're mad because they've come down for breakfast at 10.45, and they're still running. <laughs> so uh, if you want to go to breakfast, get up. Yeah, you know, early's better. Yeah, early's better. If you go to Miller's before 9, it's nowhere near as bad as if you go at 10. Right. Um, so it's, you know, I always kind of joke. I'm like, if you're grown up, you should be able to make it <laughs> to Miller's before nine o'clock. Yeah, yeah. You know, I know some people like to sleep late, but it, it's a sacrifice. If you want to eat that food, then you've got to get up in the morning and get over there. And definitely, you know, during the tourism season, you know, typically during the hotter months of the year. So getting up early, um, kind of right around sunrise, if you can get up at six thirty and get out on the street around seven and catch breakfast. One, you're out. You know, probably the nicest part of the day to be out walking around and seeing the city. But, you know, the light's beautiful, less people on the street, um, you don't have to wait in line for your food, and then, you know, you get to go enjoy your day. And let's, I mean, Charlestonians who are out for sunrise are generally the nicest people. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> out in the morning for sunrise walking around or, or at that time of day is always a good morning. How are you doing? Where are you visiting from? Mm-hmm. So you'll end up with, with a much more pleasant experience. And then... You can adopt the European philosophy of siesta by about 2 o'clock. Yeah, which, <laughs> you'll need it. <laughs> which is the time you don't want to be outside anyway. So yeah. uh, people ask, how do you stand this heat? And I'm like, I just we run, don't. Yeah. run from every air-conditioned <laughs> building I can into the other. Yeah. Um, so get up early. Get I think it's a pretty good list of breakfast places you can check out. Yeah, if you and can't find something you like in that that list then it's a pretty good list we can't help you yeah we ran down a pretty solid <laughs> list there so um and normandy farms we barely covered but they're on downtown and they're also on i wanted to give them a shout yeah they they're on james locations. that area is kind of james allen kind of west yeah. ashley i think it's um, technically west ashley i think it's technically west yeah. ashley they're in south windermere shopping center and that's where they have they got some good briolis and muffins and things like that over there mm-hmm. um so check them out um you know we, we went over the coffee that episode so long ago with philip it feels that was, like it was a million years ago, ago. Yeah. Uh, philip's doing great um at it go get him tiger he's one of their assistant managers now so congratulations to philip we could almost dip into another coffee episode there's been so much changes over the last 18 months it really has been broom wagon closed and got bought by second state mm-hmm. so now they have another episode another shop 
And Second State has opened up a fourth location at Sullivan's yeah. behind Steel City Pizza. Right. And um, that's pretty much it. Well, Site C has kind of taken over the gap that was left over, right. um, which is up on Spring Street. So those are some places to check out. So if you didn't hear our copy episode, definitely go back and look at that one. Um, and then I think we've got our segments coming up. <laughs> Just looked, oh, yeah. uh, looked up at the board because we, we've switched <laughs> recording locations, which reminds me to thank the Citadel. Uh, yeah. So we've been recording at Adelstone Library at the College of Charleston, who's decided that they're not going to open to anyone but <laughs> students or friends at the library, which you have to pay to join. So um, we came over to the Citadel, and they couldn't be more lovely yeah. than they've been. <laughs> Opened the doors and gave us a little study room for, for us to record. And so, yeah, yeah very appreciative. Very nice place, and we both like it much better. There's free parking out front. There's yeah. You know, it's on campus, it's contained, it's really nice. It has little boards for us to write our ideas that we then erase before we use them. It <laughs> <laughs> defeats the purpose, but you know. Well, we thought we had it memorized, but now I forgot. But I think we were yeah. going to do for, so you're the, saying uh, it wrong, Yeah. was uh, we're going to get into the French Huguenot names, some of them. <laughs> so the French Huguenots come here in the 1680s, uh, starting, uh, and basically they've been exiled from France by the French Catholics, but their influence on Charleston is enormous. I mean, it can't be understated. But it does affect a lot of our pronunciations mm. <laughs> quite badly. <laughs> and so one of the one we decided to do was Legree Street. Or colloquially known uh, by outsiders as Laguerre. Laguerre. <laughs> so Laguerre is spelled L-E-G-A-R-E, but it is pronounced Legree. So like L-E-G-R-E-E. So this is one that doesn't look like it sounds. I think every one we've done up until this point, with the exception of Andros, mm. was... Exactly the way that it sounds, right. the way that it looks. And this one is not. So this is one of those ones that people are going to look at and say, Laguerre, no, it's Laguerre. Yeah, it always catches people out. I always Even people who've out. been here for a while. Yes. And so just like <laughs> Philip didn't know Vandross, mm-hmm. and he was like, I always said Vanderhorst, and I lived there. So, um, But we've this one is Laguerre. So if you say it as Laguerre on Laguerre Street, that is one street where the yeah. residents will come out and correct <laughs> you. So. Yeah. Get pelted uh, they, with a brick from <laughs> Piazza. Exactly. That is, they, they will come out and go, no, it's Legree. And so they will correct you almost instantaneously. So if you say it right, it will guarantee, ain't earn you points with the residents on Legree Street <laughs> without a doubt. And then uh, for that's not true, I already forgot. <laughs> oh, so, you were doing the cemeteries. The cemeteries, that's right. So uh, this is something we hear a lot. So I'm not throwing them under a bus, but you hear a lot of crazy stuff on ghost stories, uh, ghost tours. Um, so I, I we think we've both heard some whoppers in the last yeah. couple months. Um, and one of them is, and I get this question a lot, it's a legitimate question. There's what looked to be about smaller than, slightly smaller than twin size bed, elevated brick, stucco over brick tombstones mm-hmm. that look like a box. And it's just a style of tombstone. Yeah. It's like a, it's almost like the size of a bed, basically with a large um, engraved stone on uh, top tombstone on top and it's i always explain it to people i say if you've ever been to new orleans you've been to Madari or any of the st louis cemeteries in new orleans then you actually know that those are shed sized buildings mm-hmm. they're mausoleums and it's not not being gross but if you put a body outside in a climate like charleston or new orleans has then it needs to be a big thick building and yep. that's exactly what they've got ours are just little boxes and so if you lift that lid the body's not there the body's underground just like it's supposed to be right so just a solid tombstone and i think we see that one all the time 
Yeah, and you can also tell because a lot of those tombstones are cracked, you know, either from vandalism or just the ages of time. So you can see into a lot of them. My favorite is that there's uh, typically a little arch at the foot of the uh, yeah. the raised box, and people always say, "Oh, they just knock the bricks out and throw the <laughs> throw the new body <laughs> through that little arch," which is, you know is just completely ridiculous. It's like six yeah. inches by ten inches, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're never gonna stuff you know grandma <laughs> through the through the arch and the. And Not that anybody wants to see or have known about, you know. Right. Yeah. And so, and you did some work on some of those in Circular Church, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've done a couple of cleaning projects. Did some in St. Phillips and Magnolia and at Circular. Yeah. And then, and ACBA is doing a bunch of them at Circular right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ACBA is American College of Building Arts. So students there have been restoring them. So you can actually, if you catch that at the right time, you can actually see one disassembled. And you can see that yeah. it's nothing but dirt there. And they'll yeah. lift the giant slab up with a little, looks like an engine hoist, and they'll move that mm-hmm. off. And you know, then you can see them rebuild the brick and everything yeah. under there. So there's no body in there. Yeah, they're six feet down just like everybody else. Just but. like they're supposed to be. So uh, it's not going to... They're not going to come out of the lift the lid and pop out like Michael Jackson's Thriller or anything like that. So uh, it's they're, they're, that's just another one that's not true. So it's been fun to find these weird ones because today we're like, what have we heard lately Yeah, that really got on our nerves? There's, there's, there's some good ones. I think we have plenty of material. Oh, yeah, that one's never going to end. So that's a, that's a mind that's going to keep on producing. Yeah. You know? But... Uh, so those are our two segments. And hopefully we went over breakfast. It's the yeah. first episode in a while, so we'll get this episode. It's fun. Here. It's nice to be back. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And nice to have a new home at the Citadel. Yeah. Uh, we, again, thank them for, for helping us out. Um, and becoming, I'm pretty sure, is where I want to come record every time yeah. from here on out. So much, much easier. <laughs> much easier. It, it, it was just great. So thanks to the Citadel, which, by the way, has a lovely campus. So if you're in Charleston, yeah. come and see the Citadel. We'll do an episode on them at some point, and hopefully maybe the librarian will help us out. Yeah, um, with some great There's a museum here in the library. Not open right now, but um, Citadel's campus is lovely. If you get a chance, come over and see it. But we'll sign off until our next episode, mm-hmm. whenever... Yeah. We still don't know what topic will be lunch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just work our way through the day. <laughs> we'll work yeah. our way through the meals, and then we'll go and get into the museums, because yeah. we know we're going to get long when we get into yeah. the museums. Yeah, so. you can tell what our priorities are. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We try to hit... Coffee, food. coffee, then food. <laughs> Beer. <laughs> oh, God. Beer. Whiskey. Uh, there's distilleries. <laughs> We've got so much to do. But thank you, guys. Hopefully, you guys will pick this up. And uh, if you have any questions, as always, you can email us at ccharlestonpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll do our best to answer those as quickly as we can. But thanks for listening. Talk to you all soon. Have a good one.